the choir, and we're going to just rejoice in the Lord. All right.
Well, welcome everybody. Uh, it's good that you're here, you know, a couple days after Thanksgiving. You've uh, woken from your comas, I think, or at least maybe that's just me that overate. Uh, well, if you are new or visiting, I want to welcome you. My name is Ralph, and uh, I want to encourage you to grab a connection card. Those are in the seat backs right in front of you. You can grab that now, fill it out, and then drop it into the offering as it comes by in just a few moments. Or you can take it to the new people's table after service where we have a welcome table and uh, a nice little gift for you and also to uh, those of us watch those watching online I just want to welcome you and say to you that we're really glad that you're watching us well I've got some Christmas service announcements for us tonight so uh, put on your listening ears you are invited to join us to our candlelight Christmas services that are going to be held on December 23rd that's a Saturday and Sunday December 24th so services are going to happen on both sides of the street here in this south sanctuary and across the street in our north sanctuary and uh, regardless of the side you attend you will have uh, live worship and live teaching at all of the service times kids birth through fifth grade are going to get to celebrate and experience a sweet kids church christmas uh, so to help us plan and to ensure that we have enough seats for every guest uh, I want you to grab this RSVP card. The, these are in the seat backs in front of you. Go ahead and grab that now. Maybe wave it at me so I know you got it. So, thank, thank you so much. I'm going to just give you a few seconds to grab it and to fill it out now. So let us know which service you'll be attending. Let us know how many guests. And then also you can use the card if you'd like to volunteer with Kids Church or with our welcome team, which will be extremely helpful. So I'm going to give you just a few seconds to do that now. Thank you for doing this. It's very, very helpful for us as we plan and just making sure we have enough seats for all the guests that we're anticipating will be here. Uh, just a reminder, this is not a ticket. So we would love for you to actually deposit it into the offering bags that will come by in just a moment. And if you need a little bit more time, you can also put it in the black box over there uh, at the rear of the church, the sanctuary, or uh, out on the new people's table. Also, we want to encourage you to invite as many of your family and friends as possible. Uh, we'd love to have them be our guests. Well, I have just a few more Christmas-related announcements. So Advent is that season when we look back at Jesus' first coming as a baby, but we also look forward to his second coming as a king. So on your seats when you came in, there were some Advent reading plans, and we just want to encourage you to use those in the weeks leading up to Christmas. Also, our women's gathering is going to be held on Wednesday, December 6th at 7 o'clock. Uh, there's going to be a great time of worship. They're going to play some games, and then, of course, they're going to hear a great message about the true story of hope that's available in Christ. Come early at 5 o'clock to enjoy a free dinner. And if you are going to attend, please RSVP. And then lastly, our CA Singles Group, for those who are 35 or older, is having an after-Thanksgiving potluck and a guest speaker who's going to uh, share a very encouraging word for that group. You can join them on Thursday, November 30th 
at 6.30 p.m. To find out more about all the great things that are going on around here at CA, you can check your bulletin or our CA website or app. Well, this is the time in our service when we pause to worship God with our tithes and offerings. I want to read a passage to you out of Psalms. Psalm 136.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord. He's so good. His faithful love endures forever. So as you give today, let's do so thanking God for his goodness and his faithful love. You can give using the offering bags that will come by in just a moment, or you can give online using our CA website or app. And if you are someone who's here and you're visiting, uh, we don't want you to feel any pressure to uh, participate. We simply want you to be our guest. To our CA family, thank you for your ongoing generosity. Would you join me one more? time in a prayer. Well, Lord, thank you so much for this Thanksgiving weekend, and God, thank you for all the ways that we get to experience your goodness and your faithful love. We pray your blessing on our upcoming Christmas events, Lord, all the things going on here at CA throughout the month, and Lord, we ask your blessing on the rest of our time together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, ushers, you can come forward in service and direct your attention to the side screens. Being here in this community, and a lot of people ask us, why do we do this? There's so much need. And by opening also as a ministry of the church, the school, it enables us to reach out to the poorest of the poor. And for this, Breakthrough Christian Academy was established to be the game changer for these children. It's just amazing what God can do if we just allow these children to be in an environment like a school where love is practiced on a daily basis and prayer is a way of life. Seeing the product of Breakthrough Christian Academy serving here in school in BCA is really something. And we would like to thank CA because you've really been part of our journey here in CTO. Ever since we started here, you started here with us. Hello, good day. My name is Ara. I'm one of the first alumni of Breakthrough Christian Academy. It's been a encouragement for me seeing you love the people here, help the people here without expecting anything in return. So it's really an encouragement for me to, to pay forward, to share his love to the people who didn't know him. God does not work within certain paradigms. The church is not just building. It's about people reaching others. It's about breaking through walls. It's about opening doors of opportunity for people to hear about the truth that will set them free. We can now see a lot of uh, new communities that are opening up, not just numbers of families, but communities that want to be part of the thing that God is doing right here in our community. And for that, we are also very grateful 
because a large part of that endeavor is to the partnership of Christian Assembly. God does not want a big church. He wants a church that have people, that have big hearts, especially for those who are lost. God bless. Well, I want to give a huge uh, thank you and shout out to the 22 people from CA who went to serve with Breakthrough Ministries in the Philippines earlier this month. Uh, we had such an incredible time there, and uh, they truly are you know, family in the family of God. And, you know, we're able to do things like serving with our feeding program that CA sponsors. Uh, we help put on a medical and dental clinic and do prayer appointments, kids ministry through the school, and we took their leaders on a spiritual retreat for the day, which was uh, a big highlight as well. So uh, we really thank God for, for all that he's doing there in the Philippines. Well, church family, so good to worship with you. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, my name is Scott, and it's a Kingdom Weekend where as a church, once a month, we take time to highlight how God is moving as we follow him on mission. I also want to greet those who are, who are watching on the south side, as well as those joining us online as well. Well, I'm so thankful for our deep partnership that we have with Breakthrough Ministries, uh, over 18 years of partnership in the kingdom of God. And I want to share just a few highlights of, of what God is doing there. Uh, you know, Pastor Carlos would, would describe this church movement as a church without walls. Uh, what that looks like is they meet on, a, on Sunday for their service, and then they mobilize their leaders to go out to seven or eight different communities where they go and bring church to these communities in need. And, you know, one of the um, communities that we, we got to go see, there's over 200 people that gather there. And this is a community that's been devastated by Typhoon Ulysses. Uh, we're walking around in the community, and, and we just see people coming up to the breakthrough leaders just there's such a, um, a hope of the gospel that they get to bring as they go to these communities in need. And so it's just incredible how the church is really a movement. It's, it's a disciple-making movement there in the Philippines. Uh, another huge highlight is uh, what you saw in the video with Breakthrough Christian Academy. There's uh, over 100 students there in the school. And, you know, we got to spend a lot of time with them in the classroom and putting on activities and games. But we also got to go do home visits and see kind of what's happening in, in their lives. And... They just have such a beautiful heart for God. So many of them uh, are coming from such need, and yet they have this, this deep community with one another that allow, has really allows them to become uh, disciples and, and leaders. And we saw uh, many of them now, as we hung out with the alumni, are serving back. They're giving back as kingdom leaders uh, to Breakthrough as well. So just incredible what God's doing there. Uh, if you want to learn more about Breakthrough, I really encourage you uh, to read more in our Kingdom magazine that we have. Um, if you were here last weekend, you received a copy uh, if you've not yet received a copy, you can go and, and receive one at a new, new people's table in the lobby. And you can turn and find the, um, the, the passage we have in the article of Breakthrough Ministries and read, you know, 60 pages of incredible stories of what God is doing through our kingdom partnerships and efforts. So I really encourage you to read through it, pray through our, our partnerships as well. So I, I also want to share um, just an exciting opportunity we have right around the corner in January. CA is going to be hosting a course called Perspectives. And if you want to learn more about how to get equipped in the, the global, the Great Commission and what God is doing in the nations, I really encourage you to step up, join our, our partnerships course that we have, off, that we're offering at CA. It's a 16-week course that will be running on Monday nights from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. starting January 22nd. And just an incredible opportunity to learn from teachers who have missions experience all around the world. 
And these are dynamic speakers who are really going to equip you on how to be a part of God's mission to reach people of every tribe, every language, every nation, and both locally as well as all around the world. And so, um, you know, I've been able to talk to some people who've gone through perspectives right here from part of CA years ago, and it just played such an instrumental role in their lives in the Great Commission. Some have gone on to be missionaries, others who have really reached out to people, the nations here in L.A., and many others who are just serving, giving, being a part of God's mission in some significant ways. And so uh, if you're interested, encourage you, um, go find more information on our website or in your bulletin and let us know that you're interested. We need at least 50 people to register in order to have live speakers here at CA. So uh, it costs us $255, but there'll be scholarships available for those under 25. So let's take some time now to pray uh, and just thank God for how he's moving. And so would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you for your heart for the poor. God, uh, we, we thank you for the ways that Breakthrough Ministries is the hands and feet of Jesus in so many ways. And we just ask, God, that you would be with our brothers and sisters there in the Philippines. Thank you that they're, we're family and the family of God. And I just ask, Lord, that you would fill these leaders as they extend themselves, as they give, as they serve, as they go out into these communities, Lord, with the hope of the gospel, continue to shine light as they're also meeting tangible needs, as they're making disciples. We pray that you would be with them in a special way. God, we also pray for our, our two teams going out this, this weekend, this upcoming weekend, uh, right here locally with serving with Door of Hope, uh, people experiencing homelessness in Pasadena, as well as our team that's going to Tijuana, Mexico, serving with La Roca. We pray that you would fill them afresh and go and be with them as they bring the, the Christmas hope and, and as their outreach is there as well. And so we thank you so much of all we get to be part of in linking arms in God's kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, now's the time that we get to give the kingdom offering, which goes to support all of our local and global kingdom partnerships and efforts that are having tremendous impact. And so you can give through the blue buckets as they come around or we give online. Just make sure you click the kingdom offering tab. Thanks so much, church family. Well, thank you, Alex, and everyone. Thanks for leading us, and thanks so much for being here. It's so good to be with my church family. If anyone is visiting, my name is Matt. Such an honor that you would spend this time with us, and uh, I also want to greet those on the north side of the street. I'm glad that we have this time uh, together, as well as anyone who might be joining us online. Well, Christmas time is indeed upon us, and I'm looking forward to hearing from Julie Boyd next weekend, and then we'll spend a few weeks learning from some of the holy moments of the Christmas events that surround uh, Jesus' birth. This weekend, I want to call us to a challenge. <clears throat> not to rush ahead toward Christmas. Is that even possible? I want to challenge us not to rush to Christmas, but rather to try to take life in more deliberate stride as we move toward Christmas this year. Every year at this time, uh, I seem to be reminded of just how fast time flies. I, I don't know what it is the, about this time of year, but I start noticing how fast my kids are growing. 
I just blink and they get taller again. The other day, I pulled a book off my shelf in my office uh, to look for something that I had read in this book a number of years ago. And when I opened the book, I thought, how did the pages of this book get yellow? And then I realized I've had that book long enough for that to happen. That was about a 20-year-old book, and I thought, I'm too young for my books to be old. (laughs) Sometimes it seems like our days and years just whirl by. I remember as a kid, I had a ceiling fan over my bed, and sometimes before falling asleep, I'd lay in bed with a lamp on, and I'd watch that fan. And, and I'd watch the blur of those fan blades whirling around. And sometimes I would try to catch one blade in my focus just to see how long I could follow it around. I could never get more than one or two rotations, and then the fan was a blur again. But I find the same challenge with just the passing moments of time. Days and weeks pass in a blur, and we can look back at our past. We can make plans for our future, but catching sight of the present moment can be a challenge. I want to learn, and I want to maybe help you learn to live more deliberately, to to make the most of every opportunity. What potential opportunities are whirling past you? Is there some grace? Is there some glory? Is there some life change already available to you and me, even in this present moment? Can can we be present in the moment long enough to find what God offers us? Before we begin to worry and hurry toward Christmas, we need to listen to some words from Jesus. They're going to be on the screens and in your bulletins. In fact, I thought, why don't we read these words together? From Matthew's Gospel. And let's read. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Anybody already have enough trouble today? You don't need any more. I want to challenge us to deliberately value today. To to get what we can from today. And to live prepared for each present moment that we step into I want to challenge us to learn to live with this kind of question in mind. What am I contributing and what is the Spirit of God contributing in this present moment? That's a challenge for me. And it might be a challenge for you as well. And so I want to give you just three ways to practice As we move toward Christmas in this next month, I want want to give you three ways to practice living more fully in the present, okay? So here's the first way to practice that. 
We've got to believe that the God who covers your past and holds your future is actively involved in this present moment. You've got to believe, I've got to believe that in each moment that I step into, God is actively involved in that moment with me. And we've got to practice believing that. It's easy to be ensnared by the should-haves, could-haves, would-haves of our past. You cannot do anything to change yesterday. It's gone. I recently uh, was reading through the Old Testament book of Leviticus. It's not a book that would make it on many uh, favorites lists, probably, of uh, favorite books of the Bible, but it's one of the law books. And Leviticus is full of instructions for the sacrificial system. A lot of blood of bulls and goats going on in Leviticus. But in the same book, there are also flashes of the holiness of God that have left me just, wow, our God, none like him. I find myself in awe of God. He is so other than us and yet so with us. He's so pure and holy and yet so concerned with you and me. He's so untouched by sin and yet was so determined to free us from sin so that we might have life with him. Leviticus mostly reads like a kind of employee handbook for Israel's priests with instructions that must be followed very carefully. Everything must be done by the book. And look at these instructions, for instance, in Leviticus chapter 6. We're told the fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. And then, I, I didn't put it in here for sake of space, but the next two verses, we are told in very minute detail how to clean the ashes away from the fire. If you can imagine, if they're going to keep the, the fire burning on the altar, there's a lot of ashes. And so there are instructions for sweeping the ashes, collecting the ashes, and, and even changing your clothes. The priests would change their clothes because so, they'd get the ashes all over them as they did this, and they'd bring the ashes out to another place. And then they'd go back and they'd get changed again. But verse 12 tells us, meanwhile... The fire on the altar must be kept burning, must never go out. Each morning the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember, the, the, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. One more time. It must never go out. Keep the fire burning all night. All the time, every hour, keep that fire burning. The fire needs fresh wood. The fire needs clean space for air to circulate. So we've got to, we've got to get the ashes out of the way. Now, if, if you and I are going to live more fully, hang with me, in our 
present moments, we need to become expert ash removers. Those ashes, those ashes represent yesterday's offerings. Those ashes, they represent sins that have already been forgiven. Get those ashes out of the way. Yesterday's ashes are, are left over. Don't let those ashes get in your way today. There's life to be lived. There's a fire to be kept burning. Keep sweeping out the ashes. Keep forgiving what God has forgiven. Keep making a clean space for fresh fire today. By faith, we can trust our past in God's grace. And by faith, we can entrust our future in God's hands. It's easy to get consumed in life by the what-ifs of your future. What if I don't have enough? What if I'm not ready? What if, I, what, what if something goes wrong? What if my kid doesn't get this or do that? Or what if, what if they say no? What, what if, what if, what if tomorrow is not even guaranteed? Which is why I think Satan, the enemy of our souls, will always try to use should-haves from our past and what-ifs of our future to sabotage the good work of God in this present moment. Faith is essential to combat the should-haves and the what-ifs so that we can live and we can be prepared for each coming moment. What, what will the Spirit of God produce in this present moment? In his letter to the Romans, Paul says this, he says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. So here's, here's part of our challenge, to live more fully in the present moment by faith. By faith, we've got to sweep away the ashes of what God has forgiven, and we've got to start filling in the what-if in our life with truth about God's love for you and me. What if God loves you right now just the way you are and not as you should be? What if God loves you right now so much that he will not leave you as you are and where you are? What if God is actively involved in the solution to the troubles you face today? What if God knows what you need better than you do? What if you don't have to live with fear about the future or shame about the past? What if you could live more fully in this present moment for whatever God is doing and wanting to accomplish in you and through you right now? God is not held up by your past. 
And God is not merely waiting for us to cross a finish line in the future. God is here and He is active in this present moment offering you peace that you don't have and patience you don't have and courage you don't have and strength that will only be made perfect in your weakness. The challenge to live fully in this present moment will require that you choose to believe that the God who covers your past and holds your future is actively involved right now in your present moment. To live by faith like that, moment to moment, takes some cultivation. And so the second challenge, uh, the second uh, way to practice this that I want to suggest to you today is that we've got to cultivate a consistent awareness of God and a consistent reliance upon God in every moment. We've got to cultivate an awareness and a reliance upon God. When I first began serving on our pastoral team years ago, I discovered the challenge of living fully in the present moment as I moved through the schedule of my day. Often my calendar is filled with meetings, sometimes with staff and sometimes with individuals or couples or various groups. And I found that very often I would be in a meeting and I'd be thinking about the meeting I just came from. Or I'd be thinking about the next meeting that I was about to go to. What will I need to discuss then? What, what, will, what will happen in that meeting? And, and did I say what I wanted to say in that meeting? What did he mean when he said that? I should circle back about that. And I'm sitting in a meeting, missing what's going on. I discovered pretty quickly that was... Not a good way to work. <laughs> and so I began to pray before I would go in to my next meeting. I would say this little prayer, Lord, help me be faithful to you in this next conversation. Just help me be faithful to you in this next conversation. I had to trust God with the last meeting. And I had to not be distracted by the next meeting. I had to, but I needed his help to do this. I needed to trust that God could help me to be faithful, fully faithful to him, to what's going on right here, right now. Help me to hear what I need to hear right now. Help me to notice how you are already at work, God, in this person's life that's sitting in front of me right now. Help me to say what needs to be said now in this present moment. Paul's letter to the Ephesians is full of concern for this kind of living in the moment. And he says, he makes this statement in Ephesians chapter 5, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. What's evil about the days? Well, just glance at the news and you'll see some evil. 
But the word evil here is translated from a Greek word for evil, which means a demand on your life for something that is worthless. Think about that. A demand on your life for something that is worthless. That's evil. Every day there are demands made on our lives, our time, our attention, our finances, demanding that we give ourselves away to the wrong stuff, to the wrong places, to the wrong people, to the wrong causes. And Paul says, don't, don't fall for that trick. Oh, these days are evil. These days are full of demands on you that end up worthless in the end. And so he says here, here you, to make the most of it, verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but instead understand what the Lord wants you to do. Lord, help me be faithful to you in this next conversation. What's the Lord want me to do? To know that my attention has to be on Him. I've got to cultivate that awareness and reliance upon Him moment to moment. And then Paul says, don't be drunk with wine because that'll ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Nobody gets drunk to be more available to God in the moment. Drinking to excess is a way to distract yourself from the present moment. Usually it's, it's under the pressure of the should-haves and the what-ifs that, that people seek escape in drinking like that. Paul is urging us to not escape from the moment and not to place ourselves under the influence of anything that numbs us from living fully in the present moment that God has given us, but rather to make the most of every opportunity. Paul says, be aware and be dependent upon the Spirit of God, filled with desire for the will of God, filled with faith for what is possible with God. Don't be dependent upon the bottle, but instead be dependent upon your Savior who will produce life in you. To live in the fullness of this present moment will require that we consistently cultivate this kind of awareness of the Spirit of God and reliance upon Him in each moment. doesn't mean that we live free of responsibilities or deadlines, but it does mean that we learn to believe and expect that the Spirit of God will be involved in all that we do, in all the ways we use our time? Do you seek to discover God's purpose in your passing moments? Or does the Holy Spirit have to sneak up on you like a surprise when God really needs your attention? To cultivate an awareness and reliance upon God in this present moment, it's a lot like tending a fire to keep that fire burning. 
It looks like consistently choosing to add fresh faith, fresh forgiveness, fresh hope, fresh obedience for this present moment. It's like the psalmist says, it's good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning and your faithfulness in the evening. And then in another psalm, lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me all day long, moment by moment, I will put my hope in you. Like tending a fire, I'll cultivate my hope in God I'll cultivate my hope in God when I wake in the morning. I'll cultivate my trust in Him before I close my eyes at night. I'll cultivate my life with the Spirit of God to keep my faith burning moment by moment, warm and bright. Don't let yesterday's ashes take up space for fresh wood to be added to the fire today. Don't let the demands of tomorrow rob you of the opportunity God has given you to stand in right now. God is here abounding with grace in this present moment and in every moment. Here's the third way that we can practice this challenge of being present with God in each moment. And that is to offer the grace God gives you according to the need of the moment. Practice offering the grace God gives you according to the need of the moment. In fact, the verse that stirred my heart to want to talk with you about this topic today is from Ephesians and that phrase, the need of the moment, comes from this 29th verse of chapter 4. When Paul says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but if there is any good word for edification according to the need of the moment, say that so that it will give grace to those who hear it. What potential opportunity for grace are you standing in right now? What opportunity for grace will you step into later today and later this week? Every conversation, every shared car ride, every dinner with family and friends over the holidays, those will be little moments, those will be chances to offer the warmth and the light of God's Spirit burning in you. Before you rush into December and into the holidays, ask God to help you live in the fullness of His grace in this present moment. Look for the opportunities that you'll find yourself standing in. Expect some moments when God will give you, you, this is back to faith, you've got to believe this, that God will give you the very words of grace that someone needs to hear. And then don't let that opportunity pass you by to speak them. I can imagine in the next month and over the holidays, you and I will find ourselves in some moments of conversation when grace is needed. Will you be aware of what God is doing in and through you 
Will you make the most of life with Jesus living in those opportunities with grace fanned into a blaze and ready to be given according to the need of the moment? I'm praying that God helps me to do that as we move towards Christmas. Paul writing to the Corinthians and quoting the prophet Isaiah tells us this, for God says at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. Today you can live in forgiveness. Today, you can live with confidence in the one who holds your future. Today, you can put faith into practice. Today, you can speak gratitude in a world of complaints. Today, while the sun shines, today, you can live in God's mercies. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I know there will be plenty to worry about tomorrow, but just as today's trouble is enough for today, there is more than enough grace with Jesus in this present moment. Alex, would you come and join me? I got to tell you a story before we're done about someone in the life of our church who just recently <clears throat> found herself uh, standing in some moments and by God's grace, she was prepared to speak grace in those moments. Since September of this year, we've had uh, 15 interns in our internship program, and this woman is one of them. Remarkable individuals who are seeking to discern and clarify God's calling in their lives. And they represent a wide range of age and education and background. And, and one of those interns, this, this woman, Brenda is her name, has a lot of life, of life experience. She has a testimony, in fact, that is really remarkable, points to the power of God and the love of God. And for the last couple of years, Brenda has been praying. In fact, she had shared this with our intern cohort uh, about a couple of months ago, that she's been praying for the Lord to use her life for his glory. And God has been answering that prayer. So she's been interning with us for a couple of months and not, not in the focus of her internship, but far outside of that and completely unexpected last month Brenda's cousin, Gabriel, died at the age of 47, too young. No one expected to plan and attend Gabriel's funeral a few weeks ago. But by grace, someone in that family knows Jesus. And in that grieving family, Brenda was prepared to respond with faith and hope. And in that unexpected moment, Brenda had the words of grace that everyone needed. Gabriel's brother, Philip, was there and attending the funeral, and afterwards, 
he, and, uh, he spent a long time talking to Brenda. It was one of those conversations that we rarely choose to make time for. More often we're forced into these conversations about life and death and meaning and faith. Brenda knows what she believes. In fact, she talks about God with a deeply settled faith and the familiarity of a a person who spent hours, years, cultivating a friendship with God. And so Brenda talked to Philip about her faith in Jesus and how Jesus has made the difference in her life. Brenda told Philip how she first accepted Jesus into her life while she was serving time in prison many years ago. And though that happened many, many years ago, she is more committed to Jesus today than ever before. And Philip told Brenda he wanted what she had. And so they prayed together and Philip professed his faith in Jesus and received him as the Savior and the Lord of his life. Brenda didn't know that was going to happen. She was just ready in the moment. Gabriel's son, this, this is another amazing part of the story. Gabriel's son, Gabriel's the cousin that died. His son, Giovanni, was also at the funeral. He's in his 20s. And Giovanni had made some plans for his future. He was getting ready to move to Utah when his dad died. And so Giovanni delayed that move until after the funeral. Well, it turns out there was a warrant out for Giovanni's arrest here in L.A. This is a rough crew. (laughs) Brenda comes from some tough roots. Giovanni didn't get out of L.A. in time and was arrested the day after his dad's funeral. You know the one phone call they say they give you when you get arrested? You ever heard that on TV or whatever? In L.A., it's actually three. Did you know that? You get three of them. We're very generous people here. (laughs) But, But you get three phone calls. And you know who Giovanni called with one of those three calls, don't you? He used one of his three calls to call Brenda. So over the phone, on a collect call from jail, Brenda prayed for Giovanni, and Giovanni accepted Jesus as his Savior and the Lord of his life. She could never have planned for that to happen. She she didn't plan that in the course of just a few days she would lead a cousin and her other cousin's son to Christ. She was grieving her cousin's death along with the rest of the family, but not as one who has no hope. She didn't know Philip would reach 
to her in conversation about faith. She didn't know that Giovanni would get arrested and use one of his calls to reach to her for the hope that she has in Jesus, but free from the guilt and shame of her past and full of faith for what the Lord holds in the future. Brenda was prepared in that present moment and ready with hope ready with truth, ready with grace according to the need of the moment. Are you ready? Are you prepared for what the Spirit of God might do in any present moment in your life? Are you drifting from moment to moment in life unaware of what is being offered to you in the grace of God? Are you living through your days wishing you could change yesterday or fearing tomorrow when today is the day of salvation? So in this present moment, now according to the need of the moment, will you trust God to give you the grace that is needed? Now when Jesus can be found and received, what will you do with the present moment that God gives you? What will you do? How will you make the most of the opportunities you will have in the coming weeks? Fan that love for Jesus into flames. Keep that fire burning. Keep that that grace that you have received from Him. Keep it ever before you so that you, you can see when it is needed in someone's life. You can hear it and you can speak those words in the moment. May we be a church, and I know that you strive like I do to be like that. I know you desire to be people like that. May God help us in this Christmas season. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the moments when you find us in need of you. Thank you, Lord, for the moments that are represented in this room when you found people that were lost, you found people that were that were blind, you found people who were stuck. And by your grace, Lord, by your grace, you saved us. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help each one of us as we we live into the moments that you have prepared for us. Help us to be faithful to you, God. Just in the next place we're going to stand just in the next chair we're going to sit in just moment by moment help us to glorify you help us to rely on you and help us to share with others the grace we've received from you and if there's anyone here tonight that this is a moment, a life-changing moment right now in this present moment. You need to say yes to him for the very first time. You can do that. 
you can say, Lord Jesus, I accept you. Come into my life and make me new. Forgive me for the things of my past. I trust you with my future. Let him love you. Let God love you. Just right now, let him love you. In Jesus' name, amen.